Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Back to our weekly episode, the first one of 2023, some backstory. Um, we had been doing it, kind of took a little bit of a summer break with me, Kern, and Alyssa. Uh, took a little bit of a summer break. We were just doing one football episode a week, busy summer, then got into football season and we took the Figure It Out podcast live on the radios, and uh, plus a job, and plus two other weekly episodes. We just kind of, I kind of had to pull the plug, not necessarily the plug, but put our episode on the back burner for a bit. But it's back, 2023. We're gonna have some awesome shows with you guys moving forward. Good guests lined up. We got a good one for you tonight. You'll hear that here just shortly, but um. Alyssa joins me this evening, Curran, on business, I believe, in Omaha, I think is what he told the group. So he's not making the first 2023 episode, but we'll get him back next week. I have Alyssa with me. It's good to have her back. It's been a while. Saw her actually just recently. We have a lot of catching up to do, though, for the listeners. Some big life, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some big life situations have happened since the last time Alyssa was on the show. So. We'll get to all those, but first let's talk to her, Alyssa. How you doing? So good. I'm so happy that we're that we're back. And like you said, we hadn't seen each other in a while. And then just recently for Curran's birthday, I got to see you. Yeah, that was an absolute blast. For those who don't know, and those really who weren't lucky enough to be on the list. So that's kind <laughs> of a um a, sh- a subtle shout out to myself because I was on the list. <laughs> we uh had an unbelievable surprise birthday party for Curran in Springfield, and Alyssa did a great job. She threw it all. She got it all organized at Tie and Timber. But that's another, just popped into my head, that's another reason we didn't have to figure it out podcast because I was terrified that I was going to say something. And knowing myself and knowing my mouth, I probably would have said something that would have definitely ruined the surprise. So that was another delay in our weekly episode. But it was a phenomenal time. Alyssa got all the guys back together for the most part. We just were missing like two, I think, and both of them are in the military. So kudos to you. How do you think it went? Oh, my God. That was so stressful. I don't know if like from your side, being his friend, like wanting to say happy birthday and like almost wanting to spoil it just because like, you know, something exciting and fun is about to happen. And you just want to tell him like when Eric responded and like when all of you guys responded, I just wanted to like go bang on the bathroom door and be like, hey, Eric just said yes. Like I just so badly just wanted to tell him everything. And and I didn't blow it, but I, I did fumble the bag a little bit at the end. Um, I didn't, <laughs> didn't tell him to get a haircut or to shave or to put something nice on. I was focusing on not having a meltdown. So I just let him go as he was. And it, I mean, it was fine. But yeah, it was really stressful. Not I, sure if I would throw another one. I don't think, though, that that really matters. I mean, first off, he turned, how old was his birthday? 28? 28 was... on the 28th it was yeah. his golden birthday so yeah. it was a it, you know golden birthday is cool but like to make him get a haircut like that would have probably kind of ruined it, it like, yeah, well it... then i feel like he would have kind of been like well why yeah are you gonna do something right because yeah. curran's unfortunately too smart i think for things like that but i genuinely think he was surprised right i mean yeah i had been planning it for like two years uh one two summer years? i was yeah, it, it's, that makes it sound kind of crazy. But two years ago, I was driving back to Minnesota from Springfield, so I had 10 hours in the car. And I'm one of those people that just likes to kind of sit and think, like have music on, but I'll do a lot of thinking. 
and I was like, okay, he's going to turn 28 in two years. That's on the 28th. Oh my God. Golden birthday. And I just like had started the seed there thinking about like who to invite and like, you know, what I'm going to need to do, where it's going to be. And now that Jane and Pat are up in Springfield, it made everything like, you know, just, there were so many options and so many people. I, I hope I got everybody. I did my best, but yeah. No, I think you nailed the invite list. It was an awesome time. It was a really good time. All of us, there were a lot of football players there. And then I, you know, I think maybe you don't remember this, but um, like we went to Colorado, like our football group went to Colorado with Grant, I believe. And he, oh. he was a great guy. So we kind of knew him already. So it was cool to see those guys again too. And then I had went to a, a Monday night football game against the Washington, formerly at that time, Washington Redskins, now the Commanders. Right. that clearly stated they are now the commanders but at the time it was the washington redskins and we went with curran and my roommate zach who uh recurring guest on the figure it out pod shout out zach drake but we went to a game and he had a buddy and this is going to sound wrong but we met him i believe at his buddy's apartment from monette so we had we oh. we knew some of those guys so it was a good it was good to get the group back together a little bit kind of a a distant group but a but a fun group that kind of knew each other so yeah and I knew like some of the football guys knew some of the Monette people and I was like okay well I've never like brought those groups together and made his worlds totally collide and then right. of course his family and then his cousins and whoever else's aunts were in town your friends so, too yeah and some of my volleyball teammates yeah oh. and their boyfriends so yeah I just kind of like brought everybody I knew together yeah it was a really good time and really it was kind of the first celebration since Alyssa, I'll let you take it away, but the listeners don't know that you have a new uh, relationship status behind your name. Oh my God. Yep. We're engaged. Yeah. We're, we're doing it. Congratulations to figure it out. Pod co-hosts, Curran Blamey and Alyssa Doucette. They Thank are going you. to tie the knots. When give us the backstory, give us the whole story of how it went down again, because the people don't know. And really I got to be completely honest with you. I know it was the lake, but I don't really remember when it was. Right. Yeah. So it was this past summer, the day, the weekend before Labor Day, we, my family and his family rented an Airbnb at Table Rock. I think it was Table Rock. And um, Definitely Table Rock. Yeah. And I, I think I'd been complaining, like I hadn't seen my family in a while. And like, I just wanted everybody to be together because like my parents still hadn't met a sister and whatever just kind of loose ends to tie up. Mm -hmm. So we got an Airbnb and I've been bugging him that week. Like, are you going to propose? Like, are you, do you still want to marry me and stuff? And so he kept saying no. And when I got to the Airbnb, Emily Orlando FaceTime me was like, so do you think it's going to happen? I was like, no, like it's no, I really don't think so. It's just, it, it feels like it's not going to happen. And then I went upstairs, this long staircase, got to the top and like was looking at my face and like had some acne and stuff. Like just wasn't having a good face day. <laughs> and I thought, wow, it would really suck if I fell down the staircase and he proposed at the bottom. And I like, I did a little trip, got to the bottom and then he pulled me outside and was like, hey, we can see Chandler's Lake House from here. Come take a look. And I was like, oh, really? Like, I, I didn't think we could. And wow. then was, yeah, you were part of it. Yeah. No way! Then, I was a part of it. That actually feels yeah. great. Uh, Cause we'd been at your at your place the weekend before, oh, or like yeah. two weeks before. So I was like, "Oh, is this kind of where Chandler's is?" Because remember those really big, ugly buildings that are all different colors the on the way to yours. Yeah, yeah. We saw those again. I was like, "Oh, it kind of seems like Chandler's." But yeah, he brought me outside, and as the sun was going down, he he did it. 
Yeah, so it sounds like you two are really good at planning shit because it sounds oh, like God. they like literally went flawless both times. But um, yeah, I gotta say, I think Kern had a little bit more pressure than yours, but not saying yeah. that you didn't have any immense pressure. But well, to be fair, he had a ton of pressure and a ton of help. He fair. he had help, and for some reason, I declined help and wanted to make myself stress out. But so he, his the- brother knew and. One day, because he was between jobs throughout the summer, like for, mm-hmm. I don't know, a couple of weeks. And so I one day called him. I thought we were going to have lunch together because I work from home. And I was like, hey, a little communication would be really nice to let me know where you're at. Like, it's been an hour and a half since you went to lunch with your brother. And he was out buying the ring as I called him, starting to get mad that he didn't tell me where he was. That's actually so, hilarious. Wow. His brother, yeah, his brother helped him. And then my sister did as well. And I think his sister so it was just me and the parents that didn't know yeah i guess that but if you self-admitted that you didn't ask for any help current oh uh, yeah definitely why'd you do well, that because i was like yeah, it'll be fine i can find a location and contact everybody one at a time and then i realized that's actually a ton of work <laughs> ton of work but yeah so congratulations to you two on an engagement now when's the wedding have we decided um, that? We've picked a date. We do not have a venue. Okay. Uh, we would, it's 4-20-2024. Nice. Yep. I wanted fall, or I wanted spring, and he wanted fall. And I was like, well, October, November, December, those are like the most popular months to get married, and it's really expensive. So let's not do that. Let's yeah. try to get married at a different time of the year, especially because my birthday and a bunch of birthdays are at the end, like, and holidays. Why mix it around in there? So I and thought a good football. compromise. And football, right. So compromise would be spring and a date that I knew he would agree. Four twenty. Yeah, what a great anniversary. And yeah, you can't I'm out on a fall wedding. It just drives me. There's too much football on. And a wedding is a weekend. Even the Sunday after a wedding, you're gonna have to go back to wherever you're going to. And that's just a complete waste of a day as in itself. And so like Right springtime is great you want to be outside you feel a little bit livelier there's no football on great call by you guys and is it this upcoming no you said 24 right 24 yeah okay and so, so with have... that yeah it'll probably be well we were thinking destination in mexico because i was <laughs> again thinking about planning and uh, got well, a little stressed out but i i did decide i don't really want to plan this i'd rather have somebody else plan it so destination in mexico would it would work that would be that would be pretty cool. Expensive, but cool. Actually, not so bad. It's really? like no, it's I think there's some deal that through the resort you get like 10 rooms booked, cocktail hour before is paid for, 30 to 40 rooms, like the receptions paid for. And then I mean, we know enough people. I feel like we could get 50, and especially like my old like my parents' old friends and like people that have the time and the money. Yeah. It, the, the wedding ends up being around like five grand or so compared to like in the states a wedding's going to be between like 20 and 30 grand yeah so, no doubt that sounds like, really cheap maybe you everybody should look into doing that yeah i mean it's it's been looking good so far so good well you need to keep us posted on um <clears throat> on venues a and b um how it's going as we go through the rest of the year 
Um, how have you been, honestly? What What are you doing? I know you were working the last time we talked. I mean, th- that's the thing. We got to really update um, update the people here. So I know, yeah. That's I was just gonna ask you how you're doing too, and what your what your plan is in Cape. But um, for me, I can do mine quick. Um, I'm still working. Um, Curran's working. I don't know. I'm just enjoying not having to do homework still. It's still kind of a shock to me. Yeah, which I have. Is weird. Uh, I have till May, and I can't wait to be done. I mean, oh, it, till May. Yeah, I graduate in May. Oh my God, it's coming up. Are we yeah. gonna have a party? Well, I'll be a uh, I'll be a graduate of SEMO in May. Um, no, I'm not gonna have a party. Unfortunately, I think I have to work that weekend. Oh my god! So, but maybe I'll get that Saturday off because of I am actually graduating. So yeah, maybe I can cool. finally afford a uh, afford a day off. But no, SEMO's great. Um, moving through year two, fine. Um, volleyball. I don't think we talked since the last time that we are. Since the last time we talked, we never talked about how SEMO Volleyball ended up. They mm-hmm. made it to the conference championship game but lost. Um, I saw Missouri State Volleyball. They were not great, right? Uh, not a, Nothing to write home about this year. Yeah. Um, so kind of a lackluster uh, volleyball season for the pod. Um, Basketball is going on right now. Um it's uh it's been a good ride it's really busy right now because the spring sports are starting so like baseball's going softball's going women's tennis uh gymnastics is still going it's like technically a winter and a spring sport so it's um it's an interesting crossover time but it's keeping me busy keeping me uh keeping me alive i guess really and i guess really to start the 2023 the first episode of our weekly i want this on the books early so that way I can have you guys keep me accountable. I'm doing a silver march. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm Any going, reason? Um, no real reason other than I'm going to be really busy in March. And so why not just do it? I mean, you'll probably feel really good, especially if you're yeah. going to be busy. You're not going to be worried about being bloated or feeling crappy. That's what I mean. So silver, no nicotine. No boo. Oh, nothing. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going completely, completely dry, if you will. Whoa. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's just time. I mean, I, at the end of the day, like nicotine is such it's such bullshit. Yeah. Like it really is, and so just give the body a break. I'm gonna, you know, not that I've been drinking or doing anything crazy, but I think it's just time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a month is doable, and especially I think you could do that without like sitting there thinking about having a beer you know at no, night I I, it is yeah I feel like at night though I mean things are things get harder you know you have less to do you start thinking more and you're like oh shit, maybe I do kind of want to put a zen in or whatever yeah but which is yeah I mean I think it's just a habit maybe like doing some replacement a redirection if you're feeling like you need something grab for something else yeah I mean I think uh I think we're you know get back into this a little bit more we have our basketball episode um I think, you know, it, it'll, it'll just be good for me overall. And then in April, let it fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shoot, but then it'll probably be lake time, and then you'll – oh, wait. Yeah, lake-ish time, right? April, uh, May, June. April 1st is, like, on the – we. I've been in late March, but it can get cold. Oh, okay, yeah. It can, it can be chilly out there. So, um, you know, like like today, I mean, like a day in February, I don't know how it is in Springfield, but here – gorgeous if oh it was 
It was 60, felt like 70 almost. I went outside yeah. with sweatpants on and was like, oh, whoa. I would have sat on the boat today on Table Rock. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, you get those random days, but the most consistent, probably late April is when it starts, I'd say. Gotcha. Okay. But, yeah, that'll be lake season, and I plan on going down there a ton this summer. God, I cannot well, wait. Well, good. I'm in. Yeah. Bring Bandit. Um he can't no bottled water for him though he has to drink out of the lake okay that's absurd i feel like everybody listening would agree with me if you're packing up a bag for your dog if he's either like going somebody's like place to stay or if you're me and you take that bag hiking usually you're putting a water bottle in there for the dog specifically not just in there for you in case but for the dog either like a water bottle from the store or like refillable I feel like that's not crazy. I feel well, like I get normal. it. I get it if you're going hiking with the dog. The dog needs water. But when you're taking the dog to a body of water and bringing him his own water, that doesn't make – it's just a dog. Let him drink out of that. That lake water is nasty. Yeah, but it doesn't that affect dogs. Nasty. It doesn't affect dogs. It only affects humans. How would it not affect my dog if he drinks filtered water every day? He's so, not like the, the, the predator that he used to be. <laughs> You know? used, to be, used to be or ever was. I, I That's our joke sometimes. We say that he's like a, a ascendant of a predator, descendant of a predator. Yeah, but. I've met Bandit. That must have been one <laughs> lame-ass predator. <laughs> yeah, probably catching butterflies. And nothing but else. I, I don't want that to be construed with, I love Bandit. I think he's a cute-ass dog. But Thank the you. water bottle is ridiculous. But um, yeah, I'm excited to get down there. I'll probably be in Cape this summer, though, honestly, um, during the week, um, just working more than likely. So. Oh, right. That was my next question. What is your plan after May? Are you just going to stay in Cape? So I, never think, back? I think if, if things go right and nothing's in stone yet at all, um, I think I'm, I might be able to get the, uh, the, a job down here, like the, oh, uh, really? the next step up. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's not guaranteed or anything, but I think I have a pretty good chance. So it's looking more and more like I'm going to be down here for at least another year. Okay. Well, so. I of course I want the best for you. I want you to get a good job, but I also would be cool if you were around us. So yeah, I, understand. I know Springfield would be cool to move back to, but um, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. I, I feel like we're at like the stepping stone age, which is really annoying. It's like, you kind of have to, you kind of have to build a little bit where you're at before you can really get to another permanent spot, really, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we were kind of talking about a few months ago when we signed our lease. Like, okay, we'll be here for a year, and current sister is coming back from Colorado, so everybody's going to be in the same place. But we were thinking about either moving out to Denver or, like, going up to Kansas City. It's mm -hmm. like we almost feel bad to leave, right? But we know we're going to come back, so it's like, what do you do? Right, Yeah. Do you like living in Springfield? I do. I, I mean, I miss Minnesota for sure, but there's yeah. a lot of good things around here that I like too. So. I'm, you know, I'm glad to hear that. I feel like if you're not from the Springfield area, nobody likes living there. It seems like a lot of people complain. A lot of them do, but I mean, I've got a lot of good memories here and you can always play the game of like, well, if I hadn't been here, I wouldn't have met Curran, wouldn't have had Bandit, wouldn't have met all these great people. So right. you and you know, I still, I never that. understand that Springfield rocks. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. I mean, it is a fun little town. Or yeah. no, you know what? No, it's actually a fun little city. I'd go as far as to say city, yeah. And Not especially sure. with all everything happening downtown, 
my mom follows this Instagram account called like Love Springfield or some Springfield. And she's always sending me stuff like, look what they went and saw today. I'm like, mom, you send me it every day. Like you're always sending me something cool every day. But yeah, there's lots of cool stuff around here. Moms and social media. That is my God. Dangerous mix. It's an interesting mix for sure. They uh they're good at it in a way. They're also really bad at it. How's your mom? My mom's good. Actually, my parents are in Mexico right now, so who am I kidding? They're winning. Oh my god. Well, they're having fun. Yeah. What what for? Just for a little break? Yeah, just because. Um, they just went they left the Tuesday after the Super Bowl, which by the way, Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Oh my god, let's talk about that. Yeah, oh, next. I, I saw you guys watched out in, in Broncos country. Oh yeah, we went to we went to Colorado for a week. We just got back yesterday. Um, we drove out to current sister's place in Monument, watched the game there, and then spent four days in Breckenridge and skied and snowboarded, and then spent a night in Keystone, and then two nights in Denver. And now we're back. Wow, it that... was a lot, but it was it was a lot a lot of fun. And you watched the Super Bowl out there. Um, it was one of the best nights of my life. This one felt different to me. This one felt really just like it just felt sweet. It just felt like the Chiefs had been really disrespected all year, um, and nobody really gave them a chance to beat the Eagles either. And they freaking did it. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is a god. Uh, yeah, I would agree with all that. Um. What did you think of Rihanna? And wait, well, were you were you stressing during the game, or did you feel pretty confident? Oh, halftime was a dark place for me. <laughs> I wouldn't wish I I wouldn't wish my brain at halftime on anybody. <laughs> That's so all of us were getting superstitious. Like I had to get up and stand, and Tess was like, "I got to keep cleaning something." And Curran, at the beginning of the game, I could from the back of the couch, I could see his shoulders and his head, and by Halftime, I could see a shoulder and just the top of his head. He was so scrunched down, stressed out. Yeah, he's always – he texts me all the time when the Chiefs are doing bad about this guy named Legereus Sneed. Oh, my God, he hates Sneed. He hates and him. I, I love him. He's one of the – he is one of the best defensive backs in the league. I don't care what Curran says, but his text really actually had me <laughs> dying laughing because he yeah. – Curran, when he gets – pissing me off. Oh my God! When he gets wound up about Sneed, I mean, you're just gonna see every mistake that he makes. Karen yeah. is gonna point it out. It's and like the thing is too, it's like if he makes a mistake in the first quarter, and then somehow the Chiefs are up, like let's say twenty-four to ten, like they have the game under control, and then Sneed messes up like late in the third quarter. It's like he messes up all the time coming from Karen. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> the kids made two mistakes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, Curran just – I don't know what it is. Sneed, though, does not rub him the right way. But uh, I think that's about the only person, though, that he genuinely distastes. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense. But Rihanna was great. <laughs> I loved Rihanna. I thought she had a phenomenal show. I'm not going to – I'm not into that message stuff about her being – I mean, she was pregnant. I think that's just what it is. I don't think there's some subliminal message behind it, but that's just me. But I forgot that she has a lot of bangers. Oh my God. Of course. I was telling, I would, I really thought I was going to have an emotional experience during the halftime jokes. Like she hasn't performed in 11 years. She hasn't put anything like new out by herself. She's been featured a couple of times. What's going to happen. I was so excited and not that I was let down, but 
I don't know. I think my expectations just were too high. And yeah. also my nightmare too. She was up on a platform how high? No no railing. I couldn't believe no. it. I was like freaking out. I hate heights too. And then she was up there. I mean, and she is pregnant. So there are two <sighs> people up there technically. And there was like no harness or anything. Like you really trusted that much? Oh my God. I mean, I'm sure underneath that, like the long red coat that she finished in, I'm sure there was something tying her somewhere, but you couldn't see it. And I just, I, I could barely watch it. I, I really wanted to, but that was difficult for me. It made my feet hurt. You think that there was something tied to her? I don't. But they wouldn't just throw her up there. ASAP Rocky's second child? I Doubtful. They're going to strap a harness on her. Do you like ASAP or something? Uh, not really. I mean, just that it's oh. weird that it's his baby. It's like, really, Rihanna picked him out of everyone? I, I thought she would have picked somebody better. Uh, well, I mean, he does have a lot of money, and he's a good rapper. Yeah. So, yeah. kind of seems to fit up. Okay, hey, we have an interview coming up. Let's get to it. Liza Fruent, Lady Bear Legend, Tennessee Lady Volunteers, Director of Recruiting. We'll talk to her Woo. coming up here in just a second, Alyssa, okay? All right, let's do it. All right. Okay, everybody, we want to welcome on a very special guest. First time on the Figure It Out podcast, this former Lady Bear, two-time first-team All-Missouri Valley Conference player, a two-time Missouri Valley Conference in scholar-athlete first-team mm. The 2017 Lady Bears most improved player, one of five players in Missouri State Lady Bears history with 1,500 points, 400 rebounds, and 200 three-pointers. She has 1,656 career points, seventh in Missouri State Lady Bears history. She played in over 123 games as a lady bear. Ladies and gentlemen, Liza Fruent. Welcome to the Woo! show. Wow, that was quite the introduction. How'd you like that? I showed you uh, earlier today. I was texting her and I told her that I was on her bio today. So I figured I'd <laughs> you know, at least let the listeners know that we have a legit baller on the Figure It Out podcast. Accurate information. Yeah, Thanks. so how are you doing? Doing good. Quite the introduction. All what'd the stats. Think? Yeah, what'd you think of it? is good you should have added in there that i uh beat kenzie costas out and i'm number seven and she's number eight in school history that's my claim to fame oh i i did not know that i thought maybe i also i forgot to mention this i think it might be six and seven is one of them but i i forgot to mention this too three times state tennis qualifier at in batavia yep i love tennis it was my it was my um time away from basketball in high school and it was it was fun we had a really good team too love it well now that you're on the show i know that there was some you and i have had a quarrel about you not being on the show but uh tell the people who you are you know a little bit about yourself you know anything you want to share with us we love figuring it out here you're gonna make me do a um elementary school introduction for the people what better way to figure someone out <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I was did give you a little bit of crap about not inviting me on, but it's fine. We're here now. Um, but you know, I went to Missouri State, 
was the GA at UMKC afterwards for the women's basketball team and now working with the Lady Vols in Knoxville. Um, you know, that's about it. Job title in Knoxville? What do you do there? You just director. on the team or? <laughs> yeah, I wish I was on the team. Um, director of recruiting for the Lady Vols. So day to day, I guess I'll just, you know, perfect segue into uh, a first question. Yeah. What's your what's your day to day? What what does the director of recruiting at Tennessee Lady Balls basketball do? Well, day to day is kind of hard because it's always different. But um, as far as the job goes, it's a lot of maintaining schedules <clears throat> for all of our um, recruits that were recruiting from the 2024 class, which would be juniors all the way up until like 2028, which are um, really technically a middle school, but a lot of them like play up in high school. Um, but at the power five level, it's like super important that you recruit the young kids. So that's kind of one of our biggest focuses now. Um, but then also just organizing, um, Kelly's recruiting schedule and sending her out when she needs to go see certain people. Um, and then on campus recruiting is a big one, um, making all the itineraries, you know, talking to all the people, doing all the logistical stuff for that. Um, and then besides that is just the basketball X's and O's and, um, you know, the actual like coaching side of it and um, workouts with the players and all that. So really day to day, it's um, very, very different, but that's kind of the, the baseline. So you mentioned her in that awesome description of your job, Kelly Harper, your former coach, former Lady Bear, her, or excuse me, former Lady Bear head coach. Yeah. Uh, when you were there, what's it like being like you know you you know her from a from a player's perspective, and yeah. now you see her in more of a, a a boss perspective. Really, what's been like the differences, the similarities? You know, kind of, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean. It's honestly really similar, but you just get to see like the behind the scenes of everything. But now even like on our game on Sunday, she, you know, we need to snap them together and get their focus. And, you know, we got to go win a basketball game that, you know, was probably a little too close for comfort. Mm -hmm. And she went into the huddle and like slammed her whiteboard down. But before she went in, she was like, all right, I'm about to go in there and I'm going to give it to them, you know, like. (laughs) prefacing all of us whereas when you're a player obviously you just think Kelly's just coming in hot and she's on her own thoughts but it kind of just puts it full circle like there's so much more to it than the actual moment um but that's with everything not just that um with everything there's just so much planning and you get to see the behind the scenes and kind of how her brain works but it's cool because I know from a player's side of the communication style and her teaching style when she coaches and and all of that. So it's just a really full circle moment, you know? Does that make you kind of reflect on like playing for her any differently? Like how you could have yeah. taken things as a player to be like, oh, well now I see the other side. Oh yeah. And like Kelly and I always talk about together. She's like, man, you know, if you could, hindsight's always twenty twenty, you know, but I would have been so much better of a player if, you know, you see like her communication style and you kind of understand a little bit more of um, her methods and you know what she's trying to get out of you um, and just kind of like 
actually understanding instead of it takes a while to understand. And that's like, I mean, with everything, and I'm sure every player probably says, I'm sure you guys are the same way with football and volleyball, you know, like you, you would understand things a lot better in four years of learning and maturing than you would in the moment. But um, yeah, it definitely, we talk about it a lot, honestly, and it's a good way for me to relate to the players too. Cause I think I have a different perspective than our other staff members. I feel yeah. like that's, I feel like oh, you just sorry. have such a more like a greater appreciation of the behind the scenes when you finally get to the behind the scenes, like <clears throat> you're a coach. So you're with the players all, every day and like, it's kind of different, but it's, we're also, you know, I'm in the athletic department too, but like you, as a player, you don't realize the things that people do for you. Like, no, you don't no, realize, you don't. <laughs> like, I didn't realize what, like, for example, I worked for like the Rick Kindheart of SEMO. Like, I didn't know what Rick Kindheart did. And when I was at Missouri State as a player, like I yeah. liked Rick, I knew who he was and kind of what he did. But I didn't mm -hmm. know like what he really did for the players. And um, I think that's one of the coolest things, because you probably know Kelly on a more personal level too, like as an actual relationship instead of player and coach. So I'm sure yeah. that's been that's been an easy probably an easier transition though with somebody you really know right yeah for sure I think there is a little bit of um she we we know each other obviously on a whole different level than everyone else but you know I think we always know that we have this relationship and this bond that we can fall back on no matter what you know and like kind of just an understanding um because it's just different as a player you know and then obviously as a staff member and um and obviously, you know, she trusted me enough to come on to be on her staff, but I also trusted her and love her and, you know, love her the way that she approaches the game and players and everything. So there's just a different like bond and trust. Um, and not saying that oh, she can't build that with other people, but, you know, it's just different when you're her player, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, do you ever like, I know it's probably a tricky spot to be in, especially from like an admin side, mm -hmm. but do you ever tell it like the players, like if, you kind of feel like Kelly said something and they didn't totally get it. Do you ever try and like jump in the middle or not really? Yeah, I honestly a lot. And Kelly actually is like very um, encouraging of doing that of like, can you go talk to them? Like go drop this play and tell them how, you know, because I think sometimes um, as a head coach, like Kelly just has so much going on and you're always trying to stay on time stay efficient and there's so many things that need to be get done in one day and just especially within practice um and I think she kind of falls back on me in those little moments you know like can you just go tell them this and and I think also understand having them understand what she's trying to say sometimes and I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on that um from working for her for sure but also I think from from playing from for her and um, I heard a lot of the same stuff that they hear. They're just way better than I was, you know, like this is just a different level than the talent wise. Um, but it, the principles are the principles and her fundamentals are her fundamentals. So. Cool. Yeah. So you kind of answered my question. I'm still going to ask it because I kind of want okay. a more in-depth uh, answer. How has playing, do you think, helped your coaching career? Because mm -hmm. like you just mentioned, like you've done what Kelly's telling the lady balls to do like already in your life so like not only it seems like it's helped you like be able to draw up the play exactly how she wants it but then also teach how she wants it ran so how is how has it helped would you say yeah I think um one thing that I really admire about Kelly and 
I've always said this. I even said it before. I really was like working for her, but she's always been the same person. Like she's always been the same. And that's um, as a human being, but also as a coach, like she just really sticks to who she is, which I think is very underappreciated because a lot of people, I think, especially like when you go from a mid-major to one of the most storied programs in college basketball, you know, there could be some stuff lost in translation, but she's always stayed true to herself and true to her principles and what she wants her program to look like. <clears throat> and she's obviously had to adjust. Cause again, like, it's just a different talent. It's a different, um, the SEC is obviously different than the Valley. So, um, no Valley slander on this podcast. <laughs> I don't want any of that Valley. Slander hey, I love the Valley. I am always pro Valley, but you know, like we're all lying if we wouldn't say that yeah. it's a little different. Um, but I think she's always stayed true to herself. And so for that, I know, you know, what she's looking for. Like, I know I've, I've lived it, I've learned it, I've coached it. And now, you know, and we kind of speak the same language. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really nice. Cause I do think when you go into a new staff, like our other assistants and you have to learn you know, the head coach's system. And I kind of have that leg up that I kind of already know it um, and know what she's looking for and offensively and defensively. Um, We've obviously had to adjust, but it's still pretty much the same as when I was a player, so. Love it. Well, let's take a step back. We're, we're, we've covered where you're at now. Yeah, no, we've covered where you're at now. Now we're going to take a step back. Let's go back to Liza as a young basketball player. Mm what was your first inspiration to really play basketball to like make it like your favorite sport, which I'm assuming um, it is right. It's your favorite sport. Like now. Well, it, overall, I guess. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean now for sure. But that's funny. You asked that because when I was little and this is like a fun fact, not very many people know, but I did not like basketball very much when I was like in elementary school. And so my brother um he's like eight years older than me um he played at Northwestern so all growing up I was watching him and he was kind of my you know inspo and I was obsessed with him I was obsessed with our high school team I kept stats at the games like a little nerd um (laughs) but I didn't really like love playing I love soccer and I played soccer really seriously and competitively um, up until like eighth grade, but in fifth grade, I was ready to quit basketball. And my dad, it was my fifth grade team. My dad was coaching my best friend still to this day was on the team with me. And I was like, just so over it. I'm like, dad, I just want to play soccer. Like, I don't want to play basketball anymore. It's like, okay, just give it one more season. And if you don't like it after that, you can quit. And then in that season, I actually started to get a little bit better. And so I was like, okay, I'll stick with it, you know. And then like two years later, I decided to stop playing soccer. Um, wow. <laughs> kind of take basketball a little bit more seriously. But I also think I was just way better at soccer than I was at basketball. Like I just wasn't really good until high school when I actually started to like put some time into it. Um, and I started like training with my trainer at home and um, actually like, you know, dialing into it, but I really love soccer and didn't really want anything to do with basketball playing wise. But then like, you know, you kind of grow up, you grow up watching basketball, you grow up around basketball. It kind of just, you turn the page and you're like, okay, this feels normal. You know, this feels right. Yeah. You're like in a basketball family, right? All of your siblings are, were basketball players. 
yeah, my sister, um, she played a division three school, University of Dubuque, and she played in high school too and was good. So is that in Des Moines? No, it's oh. in Dubuque, Iowa. <laughs> oh, well, I'm probably kind of close, hey, maybe. It's like right outside the Quad Cities. Oh, Moline. Shout mm-hmm. out to the uh, Missouri Valley Lady Basketball Championships. Yes. Wow. Yeah. How many times do you play there every year? Moline? It, yeah. No, um, my freshman year, we were in St. Louis, but not with the guys. Um, we played at a different plate. I think we played like in St. Charles maybe, and then my sophomore year on it, it went to the Quad Cities. But mm. rumor is... I don't even know if this is really public knowledge, but rumor is that they may stop doing it in the Quad Cities after this year. They should. They should pick any other city. <laughs> they should pick any other city on the planet, I think. But I mean, f- did you know that it's the only mid-major that has their women's basketball sole conference tournament? Like, it's not combined with oh. men. Everyone else does it with the men. Like, you stack it, basically. So, like, yep. semis, women's, semis, men's, and then championship, championship. But the Valley is, and I think they're really trying to hold on strong, but financially, the, I don't probably doesn't make much tough, sense. tough financially. The OVC will be going to Evansville next, uh, next Wednesday for the mm. men's and women's basketball championships. Evansville. So. That's such a great place. Ford center is pretty cool though. I will give them that, but they're yeah, women. But, <laughs> but like as the city as a whole, like, Oh, eh, it's got a couple cool places. Why is it? Come on now. I was I'm born sure. there, but it still isn't. Oh no, right. I'm no, sorry. No, I wasn't <laughs> raised there. No, I, I home is Minnesota. Home is not Evansville, Indiana. No. You were born in Evansville, Indiana, though. That's interesting. Yeah, well, for two years, yeah. You wow. were born for two years. Well, we stayed there for two years. I wasn't born uh, for two years. Okay, I was but, not sure. Uh, yeah, in Minnesota, but yeah, I was born in Evansville, and every time wow. I went back, I was like, this doesn't feel like yeah. special. So water tastes terrible. <laughs> really oh my god was yours not bad i don't really remember honestly the big, i don't remember that oh like the colors like Ugh. i've been there three years or three times this year but oh. i don't remember the water i guess oh you're talking about four yeah i guess i you know what let Alyssa, i'm sorry i wasn't even considering you going there for volleyball i was wondering <laughs> why you were in evansville so much i didn't even think about it how rude uh, yeah, that's small rude. Ouch. I'll let it go though. That it is rude of me. At least I was. At least I admitted it. It was rude yeah. of me. You know what? That's fine. I'm no. all right with it. Okay, Liza. So you you pick up basketball mm, yeah. in in high school. It sounds like right. Middle school, and then you got good in high school. Is what you were saying? Yeah, like I obviously played in middle school and yeah. was like good, but I wasn't really good. You so know, like... you start you start getting better. People mm-hmm. start recruiting you, right? Yeah, but not really till like my sophomore year going into my junior year was really when I started like get, getting recruited. But my freshman year, um, so I played for Illinois Lady Lightning for my AAU team. And wow. um, I know it's such a good name, right? And Lady Lightning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um we so I was on like the travel team, but actually like kind of got cut, but not really. I just got moved to the non-traveling team. Mm. And that was 
one of the hardest things still like the heartbreak was so real because also all my friends were on the traveling team so that was mainly like I was so I was upset because my talent wasn't good enough clearly and I was upset because my friends were about to travel and I didn't get to go with them and I was actually going to change AU teams because you know like the classic rejection I'm just going to go find a different team and me and my dad and my mom decided you know let's just stick with it and I'm going to get better and it's going to be all right and then next so then the next season, so like my sophomore year going into my junior year, I was on like platinum. So I made like the top, top traveling team. And so then that's kind of when I got started getting exposure. And I think I got my first offer that summer um, to play also- division one, but it was quite the, and that's when like my freshman year really started, like I, I worked out like six days a week and was like a ba- basketball maniac. Um and then I got better. And it, it then sounds then. like the story of Liza so far is just stick with it because <laughs> I mean, you've, you've been on the verge of quitting. You've been on the verge of switching teams and then it, I know. you don't. And then it all, it's all worked out. But yeah. okay. So you mentioned you got your first offer. Yeah. You end up picking Missouri state. I want to know who else like was in the recruiting battle who mm-hmm. like, where were you going to go if it wasn't Missouri state? And then ultimately why Missouri state? Yeah. Um, I think I had about like 30 offers when I chose Missouri State. Flex. Um, but I was I was really on the borderline of probably playing high major or playing at a mid-major, like right in the middle, where like you may not be good enough, but you probably could do it at like a low high major, you know. Um, but so Loyola was like my I wanted I wanted to go to Loyola Chicago I'm a Chicago girl you know like and when they offered me I think they were my first offer my sophomore year um but they had they had a coaching change and it was just the whole thing um but basically it was between Loyola Chicago Missouri State Illinois State and then DePaul kind of swooped in there later um but I Missouri State was my first official visit and I actually committed on the visit um and yeah, I really chose, I mean, when I was there, um, like when I was on campus, which I took my visit pretty quickly after, you know, July evaluation periods, you have two periods that you play, you know, and everyone sees you and, um, they're like, we want you to come like right after. And I think they kind of knew, like, if we waited, I probably could have waited and maybe got you know, like one of those tweeners and probably a DePaul, you know, some, something like that swoops in. Um, and so then when I came, I remember this moment, like me and my parents, we all just like, you know, meeting Kelly and the staff and then meeting the girls and, um, obviously like a really profound staff, you know, like yeah. after you kind of learn about who Kelly is and then you have Jackie there and then Kelly and John are married. And I actually really liked that dynamic um because it felt it felt like home you know like it felt familiar to me um in a sense of like I knew that I would be taken care of and I would have people to lean on um but really it was like the girls like I just loved the players and we had so much fun and I was really only there for like 24 hours but then I me and my parents just looked at each other we're like do we think that anything else is going to be a better fit and for me personally I think playing wise it was going to be the best fit and being there and kind of just hearing what they had to say, I think that kind of like brought everything full circle. And I was like, okay, 
here I go. This is where I'm going. Nice. And I like hated the recruiting process. I did not want to go anywhere else. I did not have time for that. I wanted to be with my high school friends at the football games on Fridays, not taking visits. So that was also, I think, part of it is I wanted it to be like done. And I was like, this is perfect. So I'm going here. So any any fun recruiting visit stories or you said you said you guys had a lot of fun. So just what sat around? No. Well, so we can't we my high school football team had I was um, the leader of our student section, the dog pound. And so I had to be back for the football game which wow. ended up getting canceled because of weather. So I literally rushed back, was in perfect time for the game and it got canceled. But um, I went on like a Wednesday night, was there Thursday and it was like the first, I think it was maybe like Labor Day weekend or something. Cause it was the, it, the, the first football game was that Thursday. Mm. And then um, I left Friday morning. It was like super quick, but no, but like the first thing, Kenzie and Michaela McGee were my hosts. Um, and like Kenzie had a chihuahua at the time, which is hilarious because like, she's not a chihuahua person at all. And I just remember <laughs> thinking like, why? And she lived with Alex, I think at the time. Um, really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think they were like in between housing and then mm. Alex like moved in for a little while, but was moving out. But, and then Michaela McGee was um, the other one and who was just in the Miss USA pageant if you guys didn't know that I don't you guys probably don't know her I think you're probably too young um but she was really awesome but she ended up transferring um but yeah I don't I we went to the football game and it was when they had the wooden bleachers and that's literally pretty much all I remember we got sushi oh I didn't know if you uh I didn't know if like your visit you said it was Labor Day weekend and I think that the first game with the renovated stands was like that weekend too so i didn't know if you were like one of the first people to sit in the new no stands. no well it was probably 2017 oh that that might have been the year later then maybe you were a freshman then yeah maybe. i think i was a freshman because for the first for the new renovated yeah uh stadium yeah because i think we also had a visit that weekend um that we brought people in for and i remember we got to sit on the nice white bleachers rather than those crappy wooden bleachers. Yeah. Alyssa, you got a question any, for Liza? Like, crazy stories, so sorry. I didn't um, give you any tea. I've got a softball for you. Okay, oh. let's hear it. Fun. How do you take your coffee? Ooh, oh, straight black. Unless, um, mm. unless, like, I get something crazy and I'll just get, like, a vanilla latte. Um, but I would prefer to drink just black coffee. Unless I've had um, a few too many drinks the night before, and then I prefer iced coffee. But <laughs> honestly, I agree fair. with that. <laughs> I don't know why. There's just something about like I don't know. It's I just the hot. Always... It's the hot liquid after a long night. It's just yeah. Like, you don't yeah. need that in your life. Yeah, it I don't just think. doesn't doesn't go together. No, not at all. So we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up a little basketball, I guess. Well, no, not really. I still have more questions I want to talk about. We haven't even gotten to Missouri State yet. You okay. just got to Missouri State in the timeline here of the podcast. So um, I guess this is kind of an overarching basketball question, but this really does include your college career, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's obvious that you were – I read your stat sheet at the beginning. Obvious scorer, like really good scorer of the basketball. So – yeah, like your mindset, like were there nights where you were like walking into the arena and you're like, 
this could be a 30, 40, 50 point game because I say that you're one of nine lady bears. I don't know if you know this. You're one of nine lady bears in their history with three career 30 point games. Hmm. I don't like, think I knew that actually. Well, there you go. You learn things on this show all the time. <laughs> so like, is it a mindset thing or hmm. do you just like, does the ball tip and then it kind of settles in and you like make the first one and you're like, all right, here we go. We're going for 40. Yeah. I think um, being a scorer is like definitely a blessing and a curse. Like I, I mean, still to this day, like sometimes during scout team, Kelly's like chill. And I'm like, okay, sorry. Like you just get into this zone of like, and this does not, it, this is not me trying to come across like arrogant at all, but there's something about, you, when I have the basketball in my hands, I truly believe that I can score every single time. And I don't know where that came from. I don't know what it is, but I always thought that. And I think sometimes, obviously, when you're missing shots and you're not scoring, like, it's definitely the curse side of it. And it's like, it's hard. It's really hard to turn off. Um, and I think that sometimes it can maybe come across selfish in a way, Um you know, from a player standpoint, and obviously now from a coach standpoint, like, you know, chill, if you would wait like two more possessions, you could probably get a way better shot than the shot that you just shot. But again, I don't know. It's just always been, I've had a knack for the ball. Um, and I think I can score in a, in a lot of different ways. Whereas, you know, other people usually just shooter or maybe um, prefer to drive, you know, um, I feel like I've, I can score at all three levels, which was really good for me. Um, but yeah, I don't know in terms of like the arena thing, I don't really, I don't know. I think I just always really thought that I could do that. And obviously sometimes you can't, um, and sometimes you score 40, you know, like it's just kind of how it goes. So. Yeah. I love that. That's an awesome answer, honestly, because unfortunately in football, you're not really, it's, it's you don't really get that opportunity. Like, yeah. I don't really know what that mindset is because it's so much more like, it's more not methodical might not be the right word, but like, yeah, you, that's can, you know, right. you, sh- you shoot the ball up there. It goes in. That's what you did your job. Like you got to move yeah. the ball down the field and there's all these different plays. And um, yeah. so it's, it's cool to hear that perspective uh, from a basketball player for sure. So yeah. this is kind of an interesting question. I thought about this one today. Your favorite teammate. And this isn't like a, who was your best friend on the team? This was like, this is more like a, who in your career was not only a great teammate, but someone who pushed you to be like the best version, best player you could have been or be. That's yeah. That's a really good question actually. And this is like going to sound so biased, but I mean, Kenzie was literally when I tell you, like she was, the best friend so we can put that one to the side and let's just talk basketball like she was the best teammate she was such a good leader but she also like she wanted our team to be so good and really knew how to like take control and um she was just really good at like putting pieces into place which I know like doesn't really sound like sounds like it makes sense because that's like a coach's job but she was really that um and which is why, like, she's a great coach now, because that's literally what she was doing on the floor. But um, if I want to think otherwise, honestly, Audrey was really good, which is also 
like she was she just made plays honestly Audrey and Aubrey um they both just made plays that I think were really like black horse and like underrated that people don't understand like how they affect basketball mm-hmm. um that really helped our team kind of along the way and played Aubrey didn't play in our conference championship but even Odge like she she only played a few minutes and she played a huge role in that so but yeah probably Ken's Shout out to Aubrey too. She's a Springfield girl. Yeah, those just Springfield girls built different. Springfield yeah. people, really. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. But uh, yeah. you mentioned a lot of. Uh, we we've actually asked this question to every MSU athlete. I think we've had on. Alyssa, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but we ask every we ask everybody what their favorite win was at mm-hmm. as a Missouri State Bear if they have one. And then yeah. their most heartbreaking, or you can also do this annoying loss, a loss that you were like. How in, the, how in the hell did we lose that game? Or yeah. like one that really stuck with you? Um, I, My favorite would be um, when we beat – well, actually, we my sophomore year, we beat um, you and I in the championship, but we actually beat Drake in the semis, and it was like crazy, like crazy win. And it was amazing and after we won that like we knew like there was no chance we're losing we're winning this whole thing um and that feeling was really cool because we hadn't like I had never really experienced that as a player when it's just kind of like you know you're about to win and you know that you've prepared yourself and we knew we put ourselves in a really good spot um so that was probably the best one and like I hate Drake so that was um and one of your best friends is on the team right or your best friend now yeah but at the time she was yeah at the time she was a freshman she's a year younger than me but yeah now it's so weird um and the most annoying loss was my senior year I think we lost to Evansville in the first round of the conference tournament and that sucked like when I tell you it sucked and now um I didn't They're, know that. Yeah, it was horrible. I don't know. I don't remember if it was my junior or senior year, but it was one of the two. Um, and we just like completely laid an egg. And we ended up still getting into the WNIT, but it was just like miserable, like horrible. Um, but at the time, their coach is now on staff at FAU. So he was with Kenzie for a year. And so I got to talk to him at the Final Four a little bit this past year. And he was like, you have no idea. Like that was the best win that I've had as a coach like and and it was just one of those things like they wanted to beat us so bad and they were not very good but they like had a few good pieces and we just could not put it together um and ended up losing and that was just and that was in Moline yeah it was horrible oh so bad yeah man yeah Evansville is awful and that gym I don't know how that's legal that's (laughs) an NCAA division one gym and it's (laughs) No, it's worse than a high school gym. It's like the. It's not the low one, right? With the low ceilings. Yeah, it's yeah, like the. It's kind of like. Ours had super low ceilings, and it was like, how are we supposed to set or like yeah. put a ball in the air? What are we supposed? To... I can't imagine basketball. It's like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like I think your we're side about gym. It's like your side gym at the high at the high school. It's like where they like practice, like yeah. during when there's it's an assembly. Like... The thing about it though is it's not like it's like modern and nice. Like the everything's nice. It's just so small. Like so small. 
Yeah, but I mean, you want that arena feel, I feel like. It's just yeah. not very Division One-ish, but you know, I guess you do what you do. But the you men were the board center, which kind of, hey, <laughs> wow, she's learning. She almost snuck that one right past you. For the people, she did almost sneak that one right past me, but uh, <laughs> that, that was awesome, actually. Cool. Um, Alyssa, you got another question for her? Honestly, most of mine have been taken, but. Um... No, it happens. I was I was gonna go back to favorite memory, but it doesn't have to be like in game. Oh, yeah. Favorite memory or something where you're like, that was just the fucking bus worst. trip. Mm. Yeah. A lot of good memories on bus trips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let me think. Another favorite memory. We um. I think it was my junior year, maybe my sophomore year. Um, we had two really close games back to back, Friday to Friday. One was Loyola, one was you and I, mm. and both of them literally ended the exact same way, like crazy. And we won. I think we end up winning both, but both went into overtime. I hit a three both games to go into overtime with the same exact play. And you know what's so funny now as a coach, I vividly remember. Jackie looking at Kelly or Kelly looking at Jackie and saying, do you think they scouted the play? Do you think we can do it again? And I remember Jackie me like, there's no way do it. And we ran the exact same play a week later and got the same exact shot. Went into overtime. I think we ended up winning both. Um, but that was kind of cool. More so from like a tactical. Yeah. Now, you know, that's super cool. Yeah. That's um, really cool. But one of my favorite things also was, after we would sweep like the weekends on the road, we would always get ice cream. And it was like, it was just so fun. Like there's no, there's no better thing than getting two wins. And then you just get to hang out with your teammates and eat ice cream and drive home happy and not be miserable. Cause you're sad. We lost, you know, um, which I asked Kenzie now, I'm like, you guys better be getting ice cream after a road sweep still. And she's like, I know. I told them we have to do it. I'm like, yeah, you better be still continuing on the tradition. Do which I'm sure everybody it? probably does that. But yeah, I think so. Um, cool. They just sweep somebody. And I remember we talked about it. But um, another bad one. I don't know. No, I don't think you have to do the bad one for this yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know. You don't have, have to, to rehash that. Okay. No, yeah. yeah Something else annoying. Bad memories. <laughs> also, um, I was sitting here, as you said, like the first time you got an offer, it's yeah. always, those always stand out to you. And mm. I remember I was driving to a different tournament and I got my first email offer from DePaul. And wow, you said, DePaul, cool. I was like, I was like, what was that school's name? It started with a D. They didn't have a football team. It was in Chicago. And then you said it. Wow, like, oh. that's awesome. Yeah, what was, I guess, what was everybody's very first one? I I honestly think mine was, um, I think it was Illinois State maybe or, Dep- I don't know. No, I think it was Loyola, Chicago, and then Illinois State, maybe vice versa. Um, one of them. Yeah. My first one was uh, Northwest Missouri State, which is in Maryville. Wow, um, you could have been a Bearcat. Yeah, but they're Division Two and national champion. I know, um, but f them. I'm a bear for life. But yeah. um, it would have been. I saw cool the Bearcats sure. yesterday. Oh yeah, uh, we were driving back from Denver, and I think it was through. Oh. Not is that Joplin? That's like 
where you would come this way from. Chandler, you've taken that drive. Uh, Joplin's way south. I mean, you could technically go to Joplin, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the Woody's, like, barbecue gas station. We stopped, and the Bearcats, like, mm. big van was there, and they were all, like, waiting to get whatever food. And all, like, That's me funny. and Curran, we were like, oh, man, they're all stinky, and they've been on a bus, and now they got to yeah. eat barbecue and then get back on. <laughs> Uh, wait, I wonder what okay. team it was. Yeah, I think it looks like it might have been baseball. I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess that yeah. they would be in season now ish. Baseball is just starting up. It's uh, it's that time again. I guess I yeah, can't. It's, it's February and baseball is going on. I don't so know it's about to be March. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. Ten days, twelve days. That's no, crazy though. Um, no, it's not that much, is it? Yeah. Today's well, the twentieth. I forget about February, so nine days. It'll be March. Mm, yeah. I forget February doesn't have that many days. Yeah. Well, Liza, this has been this has been great. You got anything for us? You want anything off your chest that you need to tell us, or are you you okay? Nope. Anything to promo? You can promo. Mm. You can self promo here. We love I'll, that. I'll promo Tennessee listeners. Tune in Thursday. Lady Balls hosting the number one team in the country. Yes, at we home, do. South Carolina. So. Yep. If you're looking for a really good basketball game, I've watched a few Lady Balls games in my day. Yeah, we're we're um at home, which should help us, but it should be a pretty good one. ESPN, maybe. Yeah, ESPN it is. Two, ESPN. If not, okay, nope. yeah. The main um, main stage. Yeah, two more games. It's crazy, and then we'll play uh, an SEC tournament next week. Which I'm always used to in the valley. We would be like the very last tournament, but we're now like one of the first tournaments. So we get a nice like week break between the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament. But mm. hopefully, Lady Balls can pull up. We can pull out a W and then get a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. I don't know if that'll happen, but we can cross our fingers and hope. That's why you got to play the games, right, Coach? Yep. Yeah. All right, Liza. I appreciate your time, Alyssa. We will be back next week. Um, I'm assuming next Monday, like today. Yep. Current will be back. We'll be ready to go. Thanks, That's right. Current will be back. Time. Cool. Thanks, guys. See you, Eliza.